0: I had a hammer, I would
1: hammer in the morning, hammer in the evening, all over this land. I'd hammer out warnings, I'd hammer out danger, yo. hammer out the love between my brothers and my sisters, oh, all over this Land. Yeah, yeah Oh all over this land if I had a bell a hammer in the morning in the evening all over this land I'll hammer out warnings. I'll hammer out danger. Y'all, hammer out the love between my brothers and my sisters. Oh, all over this land. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all over this land. Had a song. I sing it in the morning, in the evening, all over this land. I sing our danger. I sing our warnings. The love between my brothers and. Land. Yeah, yeah. I've got a hammer and I've got a bell and I've got a song to sing. I love this leg, I sing about justice. Oh, yeah, yeah, the love between my brothers and my sisters, oh, all over this land, Martin Luther King, Day. yeah, yeah, all over this land, this was a civil rights and anti-war
2: protest song. Alligator in Alignment. This is Martin Luther King's Day. We decided to get together and do this little thing. Donnie, my son Donnie is here. Co-host Donnie is here with me. Always a pleasure, Pops. Yes, yes,
3: indeed. Always a pleasure with you guys as well.
2: Um, This is Martin Luther King Day. We're trying to... uh, This is the first time I think I've celebrated this holiday, actually, myself. Um, In any way, no. Formal
3: significant way way. yeah well it's Uh, a good holiday man you know um it's not just about the reverend which you know obviously is an important part but it's also sort of commemorates those years where uh you know a lot of uh people worked hard and a lot of blood was shed and a lot of tears were cried and a lot of progress was made and uh, it's sort of a way to remember that time as well
2: yes indeed i uh Martin Luther King was a man who nobody could trust could uh, question his dedication to to the cause. I mean, here's a man who knew himself that he was dancing on the edge of death with this movement that he was he was running, uh, and he said so him, himself in in, in uh, a time or two about not probably making it to the mountaintop himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I look at today and I say to myself now, if Martin could come back today, if he was could look down on us today, I'm sure he would be ecstatic about some of the changes, that have, have been made since the civil rights movement. hundred percent. The progress that has been made and the, uh, and on one hand and then on the other hand, I'm sure he would be horribly disappointed at how so much has either moved marginally
3: or not at all. I agree with that as well. Um, I mean, we have, you know, looking back, uh, you know, I can only remember so far, but I've done a lot of reading, and from what I've seen, a lot of good has changed, you know. Oh, yes. You know, um, people are able of different nationalities to sit at the same tables and share, you know, share water fountains and share vows and make kids. And in most parts of the country, with most people, everyone's all right with that, you know. <clears throat> um, it seems like. Every day, people become a little less these boxes <clears throat> and a little more just people, you know. But at the same time, there are still a lot of, uh, you know, things that he was fighting for that um, we're, still, we're still fighting for to this day. Um, there's a lot of folks who, uh, who don't like people just because of their color, their skill, and not because of the content of their character. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, policies and these uh, sort of antiquated sections of the government. A lot of people would say that, uh, you know, still to this day disproportionately affect certain groups of people over others. But I will say, personally, I think that it, since that time, a lot more good has happened than needs to still happen. You know? Yes. And I think uh, if you were to look, into today you would see he would be mostly, mostly content with the way things have gone.
2: Yeah, the, the uh, things, some things move fast but some things move slowly. You know, if, if, speaking about this, it was very odd and hit me very hard the other day when uh, a few weeks back when I was just watching one of the news shows and they said something about uh, Biden president signing a these bills and I always sort of pay attention to that stuff and one of them was the Emmett Till bill which made it a federal,
3: federal hate,
2: hate crime Yes, to uh, lynch people obviously we know what, what that was all about mm-hmm. um, and pass a bill that would keep it legal for interracial marriages as well as same sex marriages and all of this stuff um, and, I, and I'm looking at it and I'm going, Martin Luther King would be very, uh, would wonder, here it is 60 years later or, or whatever, mm-hmm. and a president has to sign a bill about lynching, that that, 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 that it's a federal crime, and that people who fall in love with whoever they
3: fall in love with uh, their rights are still being uh, yeah yes still yes. being codified in the law yeah yes. it is it is pretty uh, it is pretty crazy I mean,
2: have we not evolved in all these thousands and thousands of years that these things are still of great importance to us um, but anyway and also we must we must be aware that fascism and racism is raising its head in a stronger way today than it was maybe several years ago. That's Um,
3: true. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, One thing that I think is really interesting is, you know, our country was founded on the idea of religious freedom, right? Um, The folks that first came here to, not the folks that first came here, the folks that first came here to establish what would one day mm -hmm. become America um, came here to uh, escape religious persecution. You know they practiced religion differently than it was back then, and they wanted to establish a place where, um, you know, men could uh, could be whoever they want to be, whether it's uh, you know religiously or you know culturally or whatever the case may be. And so to see all these years later, you know, people trying to use the Bible, which is beautiful and it's a great book and it's true and I believe that, but I also I don't believe in putting my views on other people. And so for somebody to take a book that teaches about this guy who, you know, would hang out with prostitutes and hang out with thieves and um, did nothing but preach acceptance, for people to use that book in the name of, uh, you know, telling other people that they got to be a certain way, uh, it seems like they just haven't read that book so well. And I think that's one of the things that Dr. King was talking about as well, you know, Um, do unto others. As you would have others undo to you. Yes. yes and all that yes. beautiful stuff. You know. Judge. Hate. Not the sinner. But the sin. Um, and. Uh, it's. It's strange. That that's something. What we're fighting for today too. But. It's good that there's still people. Willing to fight. Oh yes. 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 It,
2: it just. Just seems like. It's. Uh, s- there's a certain. Parts of us. That just remain. As infantile. As it can possibly be. You know.
3: But for the majority, yeah. I think things are heading in a good direction. Oh, yes. yes, I yes. think the world is so much smaller, and I think, you know, with the invention of the internet, there's a lot of bad things that come with that, but there's a lot of good things as well. You know, you can n- communicate with people um, on other sides of the world. You could sit there with somebody you don't speak the same language as and have conversations real time with Google Translate or different translator apps. Um, you can just share ideas and you get all the information that you want at the tip of your fingers, and uh, I think that's one real way to educate people and to, you know, really. The more that you get to know folks that are different from you, the more that you see they're really the same. Um, you know, humans around the world share like 99.98% of the DNA, but they really people like to try to focus on that 0.02%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. But you know, at the end of the day, we all just want to be loved and be accepted and feel like we're able to, um, you know, accomplish the things that we have, that we want to accomplish, and, um, you know, that's the same whether you're purple or chartreuse or periwinkle or whatever you are, you know, so.
2: Yeah, I think uh, D- uh, Dr. King, see, I don't know very much about Dr. King, I, I, uh, that's the mean I wouldn't call, I, I call him Martin a, a while ago, and I go, wait a minute, I don't even know the guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I think he would be very uh, uh, puzzled at a lot of things that have happened d voted uh he fought for the right to vote and here it is all these years after his death all these years generations now uh, that there is voter suppression and and maneuvering uh at uh, a movement to hinder certain people from voting or to make it hard to vote. Right. Um and and that that would that still puzzles me even and I'm living in it because the vote is it's that's democracy right there. It's true. The vote. And so if you if you want democracy to work, you want as many people to vote as possible can can, can vote. Well I mean, you know, and make it as easy for them to vote as as you can.
3: That's the truth. You know. Yeah. Why would you not want the most people to, to give their input on uh, what's going on? Now, I'll tell you, Martin Luther was a Martin Luther King, rather was a a pretty progressive, pretty radical guy. You know, people try to compare him, like to compare him to uh, to Malcolm X, and say that he was, you know, a lot more conservative and a lot more, um, you know, diplomatic, which is true. But he also spoke for things like universal basic income saying that everybody deserves to uh you know have the means to support themselves um not just regardless of, regardless of who, what your parents had everyone has deserves the means to have uh deserves to have the means to support themselves um things that you know are pretty progressive even today um and so you know he 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 really was a quite revolutionary guy man
2: Oh yeah oh oh yes and, uh, and you know I think the comparison between Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. I'm, I'm not very much into to, to that whole thing, mm-hmm. but it seems to be one of these stereotype things, because the person who I see Martin Luther King being closest to is a gentleman named Gandhi.
3: Mahatma Gandhi? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes,
2: yes. You know, uh, To compare him to Malcolm X is sort of stereotyping, because that's like... Uh, uh, no, no. Well,
3: to be like fair, this, I mean, and, you know, Malcolm and Martin were kind of doing the thing at the same time in the same place. Yes. Whereas, uh, you know, while Martin Luther King and and Gandhi were of the same sort of mentality, right? Um, you know, you sort of you can fight yes. with peace and yes, yes that's what yes. will really show the strongest and most long lasting message. Uh, yeah, they have and, a lot more in common. And that. you know
2: that is still true today. You know, uh, peaceful demonstrations
3: work. Mm. You know.
2: Uh, it it, it
3: uh... yeah. because when you when you when you're out and you're trying to make a point any little bit of uh of nonsense just happens to take away from the point yes yes you know? but if you're out there yeah. and you're unwavering in the face of adversity and you know you don't let your your message get sullied by you know confrontation and uh not confrontation but sullied by you know looting or stealing and blah 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 then uh you know it it gets hurt a little bit better the problem is the problem with that is generally it takes two to tango and if you're out being you know if you're out protesting and trying to deliver a good message all it takes is you know a little bit of uh a, a little bit of a rub with the with the authorities and you know all hell breaks mm-hmm. loose because they're emotional things and that's what would happen a lot of times that um The Martin Luther demonstrations. You know, they'd be peaceful walking through the streets and you know, whether it was the police or people who didn't agree with their message you know, tensions were already high and then they'd, you know, sometimes there'd be clashes between these two groups of people and the media would really like to highlight that. There's a really famous comic um, that shows uh, a reporter interviewing Martin Luther King who's talking about you know, he's preaching as he did about peaceful protests and you know, turn the other cheek and other teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ, um, but just in the context of, you know, uh, fighting for equality. Uh, but this this particular image, it's a reporter interviewing Martin Luther King. He's talking about peaceful protests, but behind him there's bodies and ruins and just a disheveled city. And the, the, the purpose of that was to sort of paint this guy as a hypocrite, saying, oh, you know, my peace, my demonstrations are peaceful and I preach his peace, but, you know, there'd be these confrontations. But you know, if that's the only thing you're going off of, you may believe that, but any any number of people that were there, everyone knows that, you know, those demonstrations were sort of peaceful until people would sort of, uh, you know, agitate them. And then all of a sudden, dogs are being sicked and hoses are being unleashed and, you know, it's not the demonstrators that are bringing those.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, I myself even saw some similar things to this uh in 2020 i was i was out in san jose at the protests and i saw and i was just observing but i saw a pretty peaceful protest that was uh all of a sudden declared an unlawful assembly and uh you know all of a sudden just had a rows of people marching on him and i know a lot of people listening to this can think oh well why would that just happen all of a sudden you know uh there must have been some sort of thing that that sparked this out that crowd must have been unruly and Those cops didn't make any mistakes, but you have to think, at the time, there was thousands of demonstrations going around, or probably hundreds of demonstrations going around around the country, and uh, some of them have been negative, and so, you know, after being out there for three or four or five hours, the city decides, you know what, it's too much of a liability to have these folks out here, and what that is, is encroaching upon the the right to assemble, you know, the right, the God-given right to protest if you... See things happening that you don't like, and so you know a lot of people just assume that uh, in those cases the government was right and the police were right and those people out there were troublemakers. But a lot of people assume that back in Martin Luther King days too. And if you weren't there and you're just watching the media, then you're gonna get a warped perspective. You know what I mean?
2: You see the the that that movement along with Gandhi. The reason I always equate the two. Showed. Now, at the time that this was going on, me myself, I didn't agree with it. Mm. You know, I was more, uh, uh, more of a radical guy. You mm-hmm. know,
3: Um you didn't take. Yeah, you didn't yeah. think the pen was mightier than the sword back then, yeah, Dad. You
2: know, uh, <laughs> but but then you know, of, of course, I saw the, saw the light. But the thing that both of those guys proved was that nonviolence does work. Mm-hmm. If the crowd in the doing the civil rights marches had have been confrontational mm-hmm. if they if they, if they had been fighting the, the police of fighting back they would have never made the impact that they that they did right because the whole world saw just like they did with gandhi that the, these were people that were being attacked they weren't even fighting back Mm-hmm. You know, you know, peaceful demonstration, and that takes a lot of guts. I don't know if I could do it. Right, <laughs> you know, that's true. You know? That's true. It and takes a lot of guts to be kicked, kicked and beat
3: on, and spit on, and, and yes, yeah, yeah, all of
2: that, and not respond. That would be hard for me. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm sure that if I had been a disciple of, well, I, I don't like to use the word disciple. If you decided that it,
3: that's who you yeah, wanted to be and that's yeah, what you wanted to yeah, do, yeah. then if, it probably would have gone yeah, a long
2: way. Yeah, yeah. If I felt strongly about it, I could probably have done it. But back in, in those days, absolutely not.
3: Uh, well, it, once you once you realize that giving somebody the reaction that they're trying to get out of you is playing into their hand. always and, backfires. Yeah. So if, if you know somebody's trying to make you zig, yeah, Zay. That's it. That's yeah. It. Um, and so, yeah, it is really commendable because there have been a lot of, you know, smaller attempts at making movements like this. But mm. um, the perseverance and, you know, obviously the articulate words that Dr. King had and, uh, you know, all these people, again, of all different races and creeds and colors coming together to, to make this movement possible and that march on Washington, especially. It uh, it rocked the nation. You know, even in yeah, a time before uh, television, where I think it was. Uh, maybe I'm mistaken there. I was born in 1997. So you could tell mm. I'm not. Was that televised? Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah? Well, okay. I guess you they know. saw it, you know. It's probably one of the first, uh, you know, big events to be in people's living rooms like that. I think. Maybe my history is wrong.
2: You know, anyway,
3: very impactful, very important event. And, uh,. You know, I, I see a lot of parallels with Gandhi, and I see a lot of parallels with what's going on today. You know, um, it's a lot of lessons that you can take from that. Uh, and what you said is right. It's it's harder to not react. You know, people think it's a strong man. You know, you're out there to, you know, you're gonna bristle up if somebody messes with you. But it's a really strong man to take that, to keep the mission in mind and to continue doing it the right way without. Responding the way that they want you to,
2: and you know what, um, doing, I'm doing demonstrations are a right of the American people, and and I'm I'm all for them. I don't care which side it's on. I'm all for them, except when they get out of hand. There's and and the people come down who really could obviously care nothing about the real cause, but come down. To loot the stores and, and do stuff right. like that. Well, you have and, to
3: you have to be able to separate that to oh, a certain extent. Oh, oh,
2: oh, oh, well, you have to. You got to realize that in no matter what crowd you have, you're going to have ten percent of people like that. Well, but, it's
3: but, even it's even more it's even more nuanced than that. Like if you if you were to go out to these demonstrations when they first start off Saturday morning, 11 a.m. It's grandmas, you know, little white ladies with BLM flags and. There's babies and strollers, and it's and it's beautiful. But as the day gets longer, slowly and surely, those folks go off, and they're almost replaced with the people that are oh, this has been going on for a while. The people who wake up late and they they want to come out and see what's going on, or the people that are you know living downtown and they're seeing something and hey, let's let's go see what's going on. And you know, a lot of people, the big crowds like that attract folks who are just looking for trouble anyway. You know. And it's kind of easy to blend in when, uh, you know, you have that many people amass. And as the evening gets later and later, you not only lose the, uh, the grandmas and the kids, but you sort of lose the people who may start to be more uneasy later in time. And the more radicalized stay, but then also, you know, the opportunist comes around. And by, you know, by the end of the day, it's just a bunch of people that are mad, and a lot of them are there not really knowing what they're mad about but uh, you know that's how things kind of start to pop off and that's another contributing factor let me just say that's um, another contributing factor One sure.
2: thing I noticed that during, that, during that Black Lives Matter thing was there were protests not only in America but all over the world Right And I saw one thing that element that I'm talking about that I don't like uh, it it would be hard for me to be at a protest at this point because if somebody started looting, I'd be the, the fool who would be trying to to stop them. And I'm, I'm 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 gonna tell you why. There's a lot of that too because it has nothing to do with anything but just human nature. There are certain people like that. I watched the the, the protests all over the thing. I saw them in areas where there was you know a lot of mixture of people you know different. Uh, a nationalities and stuff then I watched watched it in other areas and say give a, a good example in Beverly Hills mm-hmm. okay they were looting the stores you couldn't you would have to look hard to see a brown or black face in the crowd because it's Beverly Hills right but they were looting those stores like, 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 like you wouldn't believe and it's just there's a certain element that is attracted to that type of a thing not for what the cause is about. Right. But just to create havoc and and get something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that I find that absolutely disgusting.
3: Yes, um, 100%. Because... Well, it's not only saying, you know, it's not only taking advantage of the situation, but it's also saying... I care so little about this. That yes, yes, yes. I'm going yes, to use yes. this and prescriptive's name. For,
2: for my own... Exactly. For, for my own purpose, for my own gratification. Exactly. But anyway, Martin Luther King Day. Day. Hey. And we have to say that uh, this whole world, we know that some of these problems still exist. Mm-hmm. They are much better, believe me. I come from out of the 40s and 50s and I can tell you, they are. I won't go into my personal life. I didn't run into a lot of stuff because I didn't put up with a lot of it. But everybody around me, I could see them affected by this, this thing that that was going on on back then. Um, and things are a lot better. And you know what's gonna change things, and I keep saying this. When old farts like me are gone, <laughs> you know, the 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 generation that's coming up, and I'm speaking to all of you young folks. The generation that's coming up, you guys have got it together, okay? Except for the those who have been lured over into the the extreme right, uh, uh, nutty side, you know. Um, you guys have got it together. You deplore any kind of inequality, injustice, racism, all of that stuff. You have friends of all from all walks of life. Uh, this is the generation that I see will finally bring this this thing to some place where it just stops, uh, just, just fade dissipated out, dissipate right, as it should have a long time ago. But just, just, just dissipate. Um, but as long as as my generation and is still around, it's going to be difficult because th- those old, those old. Uh, I'm not. I, I got to censor myself. But those old fogies. Yes, yep. phobies, That's a good word. <laughs> better than better than any of the several words I had running through my head. Right. Um, who actually run in things? I remember <laughs> somebody said something about uh, something that Clint Eastwood said uh, some time back. And, and, you know, so uh, you no know, he's from a, a different whole generation, even than what I am, and somebody had the exact proper retort after they finished saying, and of course, you know, some far-right uh, racist type statement or something, and and this this kid looked, with, and he said, listen, come on, who cares what Clement Eastwood thinks, he's 150 years old, <laughs> hey, you know. You know, and 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 I'm hoping that uh, that very soon we will see a Congress, a House, uh, just uh, just a government with young, fresh, innovative faces, without any of the biases and all of the. Old boy network that has mm-hmm. has ran this country. Well, I'll since tell you. The
3: beginning. I'll tell you what, pops. There's only one way that'll really start to happen, because there's people in Congress that are 80s, late 80s. There might even be somebody in their 90s, which is bananas, because you know, Dad's a pretty you know technological cowboy. But if you're born in 1935, and now you're in a world of computers and artificial intelligence and all these kind of things, like. The world has changed in the past hundred and fifty years since the Industrial Revolution, the amount that technology has changed has not been linear straight up like this. Right? It's been exponentially yeah. oh, yes. grown. The world is more different from when I was born to now than probably when Dad was born to when oh, I was born. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, yes. and so the this old way of looking at the world is obsolete. You can't look at people, really... You can barely look at people in terms of states anymore. You know, the information that's exchanged is done at such a rate that it doesn't permeate, you know, geographically. It permeates through the culture. It permeates through the zeitgeist. It permeates through this common, these common experiences that we've all had. And, you know, as time goes on, the common experiences of the majority... And the common experiences of these old folks are vastly different. Oh yes. But the thing that makes them still able to maintain power is we have a hard time, us young folks, have a hard time going out and getting the polls. And so if we make it, um, if we make it our, uh, you know, if we make it something that's important to us to do, then, uh, you know, we'll be able to change this world just a little bit faster, I tell you. You think so? Oh yes Yes, yes Like I say the,
2: the, us, us old guys We got to get out of the way I'm not Now when I say us old guys Let me tell you I'm not talking about me It's
3: about all the other old guys <laughs> No, the
2: other old guys Right,
3: right <laughs> But, hey Today is Martin Luther King's birthday um, You know I don't know a lot of quotes But uh, I have a dream That One day My children can be judged Not by the content of Not by the color of their skin But by the content of their character That's something that well hopefully withstand the tale of time. That's something that was said 40, 50 years before I was born and that I know. And that's something that I hope we can all internalize and and live a little bit more by every day, you know? But you have something else to leave the folks with? Well,
2: I'm gonna, see, Martin Luther King. Uh, it's been reported that this was one of his favorite songs. So just hang with me, and you can help me on the chorus if you like. This is one of his favorite songs, and uh, unfortunately, Martin probably wouldn't like this because I do it alligator style.
3: Well, Martin's just got to put up with it this time. No, no, yeah.
1: How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. What well, I want was long. When we've been here For ten thousand, ten thousand years Bright, bright, shining Like the sun, like the sun With no less days to sing God's praise then when We first got One more
3: time Sing this one with you
1: Amazing Grace How sweet, How sweet the, the sound That's sweet. a like me, yeah. I
3: well, I want. I want.
1: I was blind, but now I see one more time. I was blind, but now I see.
3: Muscle of the King Day. Uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Make sure you come on down every second oh, Saturday right. to Bonton Leroy's Lighthouse Smokehouse. In Monterey. In Monterey, California. Every second Saturday of the month.
2: 7 to 10. That's when I'm holding court down there.
3: Uh, <laughs> it's a wild time. Judge Gator's in session, huh?
2: Let us remember to judge all people by the Content of their character, not the color of their skin. Um, that's not hard to do, you know, it's really not.
3: And let's also remember that the fight that's worth fighting doesn't come easy. To not react, that's the hard part. If you want really want a message to get through, then say the message and be unwavering in it, as opposed to letting your emotions come to the surface. And uh, when you really want to get something coming across. So, there's one thing you could take away from, two things you could take away from Martin Luther King, is those two things. Not by the content of their color of their skin, but by the content of the character, and to be unwavering in the face of adversity, even when it's hard. And those of us who uh,
2: re- revere, this democracy that we have, once again, I'm going to tell you, don't take your foot off the gas. Right now, right now, anybody you run into, anybody you know who doesn't vote, start working on them now. We've got two more years to go. You'll be surprised if everybody gets, if all of us gets just a few people each to vote who never voted in their lives, we will put new blood into this thing we call
3: democracy.
2: Right now, Donnie and
3: Cowboy Donnie still. (laughs) I'm always going to be Cowboy Donnie. Cowboy Donnie and Alligator. (laughs) Signing off.